Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Hello. Good job. How you doing? Welcome back to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Again, hello. Hello. I forgot to fade that out at the end. That's okay. Oh, well, we'll do it next time. <laughs> we'll get the permanent intro. We're, that we're, was just a live That was a live version of our intro, just to make up for not having a live studio audience. Yeah, so the plan was, this is episode 100. Did you ever think we were going to make it this far? Absolutely. I did, too. But a, a friend of mine, not too long after we started this, said most podcasts die at at uh, ten episodes because people find out that it's actually work, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, they run out of shit to say. Yeah, well, we're not running out of shit to say. So, like, let's start a golf podcast. We'll talk about our golf game. Like ten episodes in there, like, wait, what else wait, is there right, to talk about? I'm writing this down. <laughs> um, so our plan was, and we will still do this. Uh, we had a place picked out. Um, to uh, have a live audience uh, recording of the podcast. We're going to have a bunch of listeners in and some friends and all that and just, you know, do some live would-you-rathers and have a hot mic that other people could walk up to. So we'll do that at some point. But the coronavirus is closing everything down. Yeah. So Now, don't you feel stupid, Rooster, for making fun of it? Uh, Did I make fun of it? I don't know. (laughs) I think I did. I'm not taking it super seriously. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I, I sort of am. I have, uh, I have a relative who's a doctor talking to that person and said, hey, I think this is only going to get worse. There's going to be uh, – that person was telling me this. There's going to be this huge spike in deaths soon. And I, I don't know, maybe, but I don't think we're headed down the road. Italy went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just – you know, here in Minnesota, this, these are going to be old numbers, but three days ago it was – 44 cases from 21 the day before. We weren't seeing this exponential doubling that everybody's talking yeah. about. And so, I mean, is it serious? Yeah, but this disease is, this virus, sorry, not disease, is not lethal to like 98% of the people who get it. Yeah, but they're saying don't downplay that. Don't I, downplay that. Well, look, if, if it infects half the country, you know, and it kills 3% of those people, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm sort of getting numb to what the uh, the media says about this stuff because – and I think we talked about this before with the numbers for the swine flu, which was 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was 2009. So it's 11 years ago. That infected uh, – was it 60 million people? 300,000 people needed to be hospitalized and 18,000 people died. Not small numbers, but there's – that many people who die of regular flu every year. Well, and they told us this thing was gonna that was gonna last forever and we were gonna get wiped out. And the funny thing was I went back and listened to some of the coverage of the media and President Obama's bold moves during the uh, during the swine flu to save us. They didn't do anything until it had killed a thousand people. And, you know, here Trump shuts down a border with China before even twenty five people are dead. And they flip out about how he's a racist and all yeah. this stuff. Well, I mean, but there are some on the left, and I'm counting Joe Scarsborough in on the left. Because um, ac- he is. Who actually said just, re- what, the other day, yesterday, that uh, let's let the president do his job. It's, he's, he's actually doing what needs to get done. He is doing what he needs yeah. to do. Yeah, he gets up there and he says stupid stuff like that. Well, Dana Lash even said that. What was your, what was your, uh, how would you rank your reaction on scale that was one dumb. to ten? He goes, <laughs> Ten. Of course, ten. He should have said, dumb question, next question. That would have been great. He should have gone, is this important? Yeah, if, and it would have been great if he said, uh, yeah, that's that's fake news or that's dumb news. Go away. You don't get asked another question. You know what he should have said? He should have gone, you want to know what kind of underwear I wear too? Yeah. I mean, just something like that. Yeah. Just to let. Should the one guy get like aggressively questioning, but he made sure he showed his hands that were covered in black latex gloves? No. Yeah. So in the press corps, there was some asshole that was like... Um, um, belligerent 
and I don't even know what the question was because I was so focused on the fact that he had to show that he was wearing like black latex gloves on his hands. It's like that was his point. So he was like distracting. Like, look at me. I'm wearing black latex gloves. It's like, and, and I'm being I'm being really aggressive. It's like, yeah, you look like an asshole. But what do the black latex gloves matter? Because you don't get infected through your hands. Yeah. So if and you thing, touch if you, yeah, if you touch a surface wearing gloves and then you touch your face, you're going to get it. Yeah. Dumb. Here's the thing. Just do it. And Trump's right. And he's he, and what's what's great about his honesty and a lot of the stuff is, is refreshing is he goes, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't be shaking hands. He goes, hey, you know, when people stick out their hands, you kind of your instinct is to grab it. Yeah, I grab a hand and I got to stop doing that. It's like that's so refreshingly unpolitician like to say something like that. You know? Well, and then uh, there was the, they made that big deal about the guy at Mar-a-Lago from the Brazilian contingent who was standing next to him in the picture. They're not touching, but they're standing next to each other. Trump's like holding some plaque or something, and the guy's standing next to him doing his dopey smile, and they go, that guy tested positive for coronavirus. Mr. President, have you been tested yet? He's like, no. And they're like, are you going to? He goes, oh, maybe. You know, they're like, why wouldn't you get tested? It was like, you're fucking obsessed with and this thing. what does testing do? Okay, so finally he gets tested and he doesn't have it. And they go, all right, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, and then if, but if he, they're hoping that he does have it and he goes, how many people have you infected? I know. knowing, monster. If they, if they would just understand their own bias in this, yeah. it would be... It would be refreshing, but they don't. Well, I, I did hear there's a morning show in, in Minneapolis we listen to. Um, Justice and Drew. Justice and Drew, K-A-T-L-K. Uh, um, the John Justice has had heart surgery, open heart surgery Several. a couple times. Yeah, a few times. So he's one of those people that he's of our age group, you know, Gen X. He's got like aortic mashing right. too. So, so. so he's one of those people that are at risk, whatever. So you can understand he's going to be more apt to be concerned about this there's a young woman who's involved in it uh, the show young like 20 something and then there's another guy um drew and they are kind of hyping it up a bit i think i feel i think they're going a bit overboard and they're kind of virtue signaling it. yeah and when people call in and say look this is not good having businesses shut down for this i mean i understand it's deadly but you know, it's not deadly to a lot of people. The people that are vulnerable and this and that, he goes, well, I am vulnerable. And then they get on their high horse and talk about how if you get infected, you're probably fine. But you'll probably transmit the – you'll be a vector for infection for 100 people. And then 23 people are going to die. That's on you. Except that's not true. They're no. saying it's generally two for one. Right. So one health – and I get how these numbers work. But is this even one worth it? I know, but I'm not – No, it is. Here, I'm not stupid to math. But I, I, I got – I'm sorry Go to ahead. interrupt you. Go ahead. I interrupted you. The cost-benefit analysis here you got to go into. So they're talking about, well, it's okay now that the government is telling businesses to shut down because it's for the better good. It's for the for the, for the society, for the better good. And we have to kind of take our principles, our libertarian or our limited government or our liberty principles and kind of go, hey, this is a, a special circumstance. We've got to set them aside for now just for this special circumstance, which is never how it goes. Um, once you implement something, it's hard to get rid of it. Um, and then, and then we'll go back to our libertarian free market, um, you know, principles, um, liberty principles. But the thing is, if you look at a cost benefit analysis of what's going on, this is not an ex- existential threat for humanity. This is basically the same thing as what the left has been trying to do with handguns or, or with guns in general saying, well, once you think about the, all the deaths, what, what about all the people killed by guns, the children, you know, what about the children? And what about don't don't you think we should side on the on our err on the side of, of of saving lives? So so what if you're some some people have their some citizens have their rights infringed? You're saving lives. That's the same fucking argument they're doing with this. Yeah, and I get where you're going. Or cars. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hearken back to a argument that I made on the China tariffs. I am not a fan of tariffs. I don't like to see them. I'm a free trade guy. I'm all for putting tariffs on China to make them play by a certain amount, a certain set of rules. If then once we accomplish that, and I don't think we have yet, we roll the tariffs back. Trump is using those tariffs as a bat to beat the Chinese with, and it's working really well. And so someone could say, you know, you bang on about principles all the time, and now you're suspending yours because you think it'll work. No, it's totally different. And so, and the way I think it's different is, I'm okay. If someone's trying to use something against you, like China's using tariffs against us, it's okay for us to use them when we have more power and more leverage to use them against them to get them to stop. 
and then we can put the bats down and go, all right, can we get back to where sure. we should be? It's the same thing as saying don't use, you don't feel like using, you don't want to use violence on people, but if some asshole is getting in your face and you have the ability to pop them in the nose and back them the fuck off, right. you're going to do it, but you're not going to keep doing it. Right. Now, I believe that in this case, the same thing applies with sort of shutting things down for a little while. And, and again, as of this recording, they haven't shut down everything completely. It's like you can't go into restaurants, but you can still provide food. And I get that that's a huge economic impact. I get all that stuff. But if we can do that for two to four weeks and shake this off in something that even if it infects 2% of the population to the point where um, they need extreme medical assistance, that's going to overwhelm what we've got because we're not ready for that. We're not ready to have a million people in ICU. Especially since we have uh, situations where you've got illegals and people that have no insurance um, already flooding yeah, emergency rooms. Yeah, hospitals already. And so that's already a factor that we haven't figured out. Right. So, and then I was talking to another friend of mine who said that this whole thing is testing my right-leaning economic principles. And I said, how? And he goes, because... You don't want government intervention, but you're okay with the government jumping in on this. Yeah, I Government am. has a role in certain things. Yeah, government does. I want government to – like the same friend of mine once told me, he goes, uh, uh, if you don't want government involved, how do you feel about that interstate pro- uh, project? And I'm like, that's exactly what government should be doing. And I've never said I don't want it, yeah, government involved. Be, Limited should, government. Exactly. I have to keep reiterating that with you idiots over and over again. I'm not an anarchist. <laughs> yeah. So uh, someone I know for work – as part of being required, uh, it's a requirement for work. Now, I'll say it's government job. Uh, a requirement for work in order to continue to get paid has to read a book called White Fragility. <clears throat> if you put that, I'm going to get that book and we're going to read it. <clears throat> I'm part of this podcast at some point. If you put any other race or gender or anything in front of that, that would be a racist book, wouldn't it? Yeah. So this person was told they have to. Uh, they have to read that to, to read. continue to get paid. Okay, but well, what if they say, "Can I do extra credit and bring another book with me and, and discuss that book?" And it's called Black Stupidity. Yeah, you no, you can't do that uh, because okay. that's that's racist. Okay, you know? but anyway, so not to get too far afield here, I do think there's a reason for the government to step in here. And yes, as a civil libertarian, I'm okay with them suspending some of this for a very short period of time. Just like I thought when the Boston Marathon bomber got loose and was running around and they said, look, the Boston cops showed up and said, we're going to knock on your door. We're going to search your house. Um, If they were using that as a means to look for contraband and all that stuff, I would have a problem with that. But you're talking about someone who just bombed some people and is on the loose. I'm okay. Now, if two weeks later, the government goes, you know, that worked pretty well. We're going to keep doing Then I got a problem with yeah. it. So, or, if, or if during that time period when they were looking for the bomber, they saw some illicit drugs and they're like, now we're coming back. We got a warrant for these because we saw them during that knock or that search. That might be a problem too. Yeah. Of course, if they have like a sex slave in a dungeon and you find that, I'm all. Well, yeah, but that's someone who's in imminent danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, so I, I'm okay with a little bit of that. I do think, you know, there's some pain to be felt there. I do realize that this is going to add to the deficit. To you know, cut a check for for a thousand bucks for everybody. For me personally, in my business, um, if they, I'm I'm not a millionaire, so I'm gonna if they do that under the current setup that they've got now, that they are gonna write a check for a thousand bucks to me. Um, you know, I'll happily take it. But to be honest, I'm probably not gonna use it for me because I mean, we'll go out and have with dinner for some friends at a restaurant that needs it. You mm-hmm. know, or like my wife said, she goes, we could give, you know, 50 bucks to 20 different people. Yeah. Just, you know, little things like that. And then you got these, the, the real kind of progressive lefty assholes that go, well, you know, um, you, 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 um, free market capitalists talk about, uh, you know, don't let the government get involved. If a business fails, it fails. Don't, don't, uh, bail anybody out. Right. So they say that to you and you go, okay, yeah, I get, I get where you're going with that. Um, but do you understand these small businesses are employing? people there's well, families involved in here and i agree with that i agree with their point that the government shouldn't come in and prop up certain businesses yeah. i don't think we should be lending farmers a bunch of money because they say or not uh lending like just giving farmers a bunch of money because they say well you know the family farm is going away well the family farm's going away because it's not fishing anymore you know 
uh, right. And these and they go wow these big, you know conglomerate farms and everything. That's the yeah okay. It prov- if you're making sure they're not ruining the countryside, uh, you know they're providing. They're, they're the only ones that can actually provide the food to sustain these populations that yeah. they say we need to keep growing. Yeah. So government has a place in this. Now, if government, I don't know, say, let's just for the sake of argument, shut down all the businesses for a month. Um, yeah, then I think government has a responsibility to step in and go, look, we did this for your good. We're going to make sure that you don't go under because of this. You know, that's different than propping up businesses. And, you know, I was just there. I was watching the stock market today and they said, um, and this, this sort of gives some perspective. Uh, do you know where the stock market was in 2008? before it tanked. So it was a couple weeks ago, we hit an all-time high of 30,000. So in 2008, where was the stock market before the tanking? I have no idea. Take a guess. I, I don't follow stocks, so okay. I wouldn't even know. That's even It's even a better reason to have you guess. I, I couldn't because I, I just don't follow it. Okay. So 11 years ago, it was at 14,000 Okay. compared to 30,000 now. Okay. You know what it went to? After 2008, 6,000. Okay. One-fifth of what it is now. That was one of the worst collapses we've ever seen next to the Great Depression. But that was 11 years ago, and it's already five times that. Yeah. Okay, so the economy... Wasn't that supposed to be the new normal? Eh, that was later. Okay. That was like 2012-ish, 2015. 1% growth or whatever? Yeah, 1% growth. So, um, So the point is, this stuff comes back. And if the government is going to jump in and artificially lower, you know, uh, the amount of commerce and everything that's going on just temporarily, because unlike 2008, this isn't built on bullshit economics. You know, the economy was strong. And when they turn the light switch back on, it's going to come back again. Um, And I think probably fairly, fairly strongly. Um, And it may take a year to get there, but... It's it's going to be roaring again because it just is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think you know when we're when we're talking about this, I was watching the stock market today, and Boeing today crossed down to a hundred bucks a share. A month ago, Boeing was at three eighty six. Okay, so they're talking about does the government come in and swoop in and give Boeing a bunch of money like they did with Chrysler? And Obama, for the longest time, was like, well, we saved Chrysler and we saved the taxpayers a bunch of money. No, you didn't, because you sold all that shit back at an $11 billion loss. So that's where I can start going, maybe it would have been better to let Chrysler fail. Maybe. I don't know for sure. I'm not that sophisticated when it comes to economics. Um, And they say, well, we can't let Boeing fail. You know, well, this is something that the government put in place. So that's where something where I didn't want to help save Chrysler, but I might want to help save Boeing. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Like we in Minnesota here, we've been talking about how we've got like a billion dollar surplus from taxes. So they're like, what, what should we do with that billion dollar surplus? We should invest in education. <sighs> yeah, because more money will fix that. Yeah, so they can make you read books like White Fragility. White Fragility, yeah. Um, and then stop having gifted programs because those are racist and stop having discipline because that's racist. And you know what? Let's stop grading stuff because that's yeah. uh, that just demonstrates inequality. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of the um, uh, colonial patriarchy you know, system that's you now meant to keep uh, you know minorities down. Yeah, and so, after a while, what the fuck are we going yeah. to school for? So I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't know where you're going with that either. But, uh, I never know where you're going. I mean, small, small businesses are going to suffer like – I mean, if they if there's that oh that million dollar uh, surplus billion dollars billion dollars we're talking about what should we do with it? Okay, here's a good example of if you have a rainy day fund. Should, I don't think it should be a billion dollars, but you should have a rainy day fund um, that's not used as an excuse to roll the budget or is not used for bullshit programs that you know. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we did that? Well, um, if you that that money for something like this emergency. I would see, yeah, uh, okay, you can funnel that into pro, uh, businesses because you're not just helping the small business owner, you're helping all the employees of that business, and uh, and it's worthwhile. But here's the thing, and I may be wrong on this, but I'm I'm 60% sure I'm right on this. I think Minnesota's rainy day fund is full. 
So on top of the billion dollar surplus, we have a rainy day. We have a full rainy day fund. Okay. So, so let's start giving some money back. Yeah. At this point, when I was talking before, I'm like a billion fucking dollars. And then if you said plus the rainy day fund is full, just give that money back. You overtaxed us. Yeah. So give it back. At this point, I go, okay, all right, uh, all right. You've convinced me. This emergency happened. You know, I'll 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 live my life without that refunded money in my pocket. And if it helps keep my business that I'm working at afloat or that I own afloat and keeps a bunch of families, you know, off the bread lines, let's use that for that. I would be happy for that. Just temporarily, not a permanent fucking welfare program. Well, and here's the argument the left makes against uh, refunds because they can't escape their own math. And the math is that across the country the top 5% is paying close to 65% of the tax burden, right? So the top 5% of wage earners, which, by the way, switch every year. 25% of those people stay in the same spot. We're not talking about people who are just wealthy, okay? This is an income tax and the money they generated. So 25% of those people remain. The other 75 rotate in and out, yep. okay? So they'll say, well... If you just refund that money, you're just giving tax breaks to rich people. Okay, well, fine. The rich people paid the money. But but let's just say I'll grant you, all right, let's do it this way. Let's do it in reverse order. So the person who paid the least amount of tax in gets refunded first. So basically, if you save some more for or you try and keep these businesses afloat, you're taking it off the top. You're taking it off from the people who are the richest and paid the most in. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, even if I'm in the top 5% in Minnesota, I don't know if I am, but uh, I'm okay with that. But they're not even doing that. It's just once the government gets a hold of the dollar, they will not cough it up. They may give it back to you, but they're going to give it back to a form that they think you should have it in. Yeah. You know, and that. Yeah, they know better. It drives me crazy. And the government is run in general, especially when you get on a local and state level. In, I'm not talking everybody, but in general, by fairly stupid people. They're not qualified to run those positions. They just get them. I mean, I don't know if you ever spent 15 minutes watching a Minneapolis City Council meeting. It's a fucking show. I mean, it's a... Oh, I, I, it's, I've it's seen stupid. not Minneapolis, but I've seen other it's other city stupid. councils where... The I, level of stupidity... I know if I was there, I would I would flip my wig. I would, I would not be able to handle that. I wouldn't be able to stay civil even with the way they... With the stupid stupidity involved in those, it's just dumb. Yeah, it's just dumb. I mean, they'll say things like and the you know, arrogance, police cause crime, yeah. and things and, like and the the absolute yeah. stupidity, and then to be arrogant about how dumb they are is the stuff that drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of dumb, I just saw this thing on the internet, and I can't believe it. So this millennial—I don't know if she's a millennial or Gen Y or whatever. About licking toilet seats. Yes, she's on airplane. Airplane and she licks a toilet seat. She takes a selfie. More than one, too. Yeah, it's the new coronavirus challenge. They're licking toilet seats with the idea that, hey, I may or may not get the coronavirus, and they're taking pictures of themselves doing it. These people get to vote. Yeah. And you know what's worse? They breed. Well, you know what the the attitude is, though, and I can't remember exactly what they call it, but they're calling, they're not calling it the coronavirus, they're calling it like boomer killer or something like that. And, And they have such contempt for older people now. That they're like, we don't, we don't need these older people. Maybe this should kill them off. It's good. It's good culling. And I actually heard that that actual sentiment expressed at a business that was I was um, working at. Uh, so there were some young ladies working the counter behind this retail business, and one of them said to the other one, "Hey, this is kind of crazy. What's going on with this with this virus?" And the other one goes, "Well, you know, it's like culling the herd." She goes, oh, "I guess." She goes, "Yeah, it's pretty much just taking out all the old people." Big deal. And then the other girl goes, well, I love my grandma. Yeah. I was like, that's a great response. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I basically said, yeah, yelled out, yeah, true socialist. Love ya. But think of the wealth of knowledge older people have. Yeah. I mean, just come on. So it's that, but that's that attitude that these, these narcissistic, self-involved fucking people that they're being trained to think that you're so goddamn important. Nobody else is important. And these old people, you know, fuck these old people. What do they have? They're not, you know, vibrant, smart youth like me. I know I'm woke. They're not woke. Unwoke people are evil. Us woke people, we know we need to get rid of the unwoke so that we can really wake the world with our wokeness. (laughs) Wow. 
That was so much wokeness, I almost fell asleep listening I know. to it. I almost vomited while saying it. I yeah. threw up in my mouth a little bit. I threw up in my mouth a little bit thinking but, about licking But you toilets. see that, you see the toilet licking, and you go, well, you know, it's an airplane. She might have been the first one in there, and you know they sterilized the fuck out of those things before the flight takes off. Really? You think so? Have you seen, have you ever been like one of the last people off the plane where they're bringing the cleanup crew on? Those people look bored and disinterested. Yeah. And have you ever like pulled open your seat to like put something in oh, there? Like yeah. you're reading a magazine, you put it in there, you find like a gum wrapper crumbs, or something. Crumbs yeah. from something. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I think they're pulling the tray tables down, wiping okay. the tops Maybe, off of them. But, and but, the, but this millennial or this not millennial, this uh, Gen Z or whatever the fuck it was probably assumed that this was well, I, I'm the first one in the bathroom here it's got to be super sterile or maybe she even before she put her phone on maybe she wiped it down with some sterilization thing maybe maybe um, and just did that to you know to make that viral thing which you know sure if that's going to get you your clicks and hits and you're going to get money off of it I guess more power to you right yeah so I mean you're not really harming anybody but yourself with that it's not like when they were take, going to um, to grocery stores and taking the lids off ice cream and licking the ice cream and putting it back. That's a different. That's different. Yeah. Then this is you being stupid, or not even being stupid, just being outrageous. It's like shocking. But if, like I said, if you actually looked at it and go, "Well, I sterilized the seat and I was the first one in there, and I thought it'd be funny." Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not going to be totally outraged by that, as opposed to the ice cream licking and all these other bullshit things that actually affect other people. Yeah. So. I got two more cases of stupid, but let's do some would you rathers first. All right. Did I catch you off guard? I, ready? I, I knew I had it um, in my bag, but we already got started, so. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Would you rather sleep on a mattress you find on the side of the road or chew gum you find stuck to the bottom of your shoe? Oh, God. How long do I have to sleep on the mattress? I'm assuming just one night and then chewing the gum. I mean, five, a minute. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Once you've got it in your mouth for a minute, it doesn't matter if you had it for five minutes. God, I gum don't know. stuck in the bottom of your shoe. Where have you been? Well, you know, the gum stuck in the bottom of your shoe is going to have like dirt and sand and stuff in it. What if it's been at just like at your house or whatever? Uh. A mattress on the side of the road. I, boy, that's a tough one. Sleep. So you actually have to spend the night on that mattress. Okay, do I get to like pick the mattress up and shake it and make sure there's no rats in it? Yes, but you can't put sheets on it. I guess. Like if you could put sheets on it, I'd probably choose the mattress. Uh, if you had to sleep on it, like I would, I would as do, is. I would do the mattress and I would uh, burn my clothes and take four showers afterwards. Mm. You know what suck about it is like you try to stay up all night so that you wouldn't like roll around and like rub your face on it, but you just drift off and you'd wake <laughs> up. You wake up with your mouth like wide open, drooling, like your tongue hanging out. Like, Do I have to sleep on the mattress right where it is, or can I like bring it home and throw it in the garage? Let's say you can actually, yeah, transport it home. Okay, yeah, I, I can't like I'm not going to try and clean it. But you or can't anything. clean it. No, you can't spray it with anything. Can I check it to make sure there's no like. Uh, Three inch wide holes bored yeah. into the side of it. There's nobody sewed up in it, <laughs> or just rats. <laughs> Dead hooker sewed up inside of it. I, you know, I'd kick it a few times and do all sorts of shit. Yeah, I, I guess I. Well, yeah, I would say you can't really do anything because because like, you get hepatitis from the, the same with the gum. the gum. Like the gum, you can't like take it and sterilize the gum before you pop it in your mouth. But you don't get to pick the dirt and stuff out of it either. Nope. And same with the mattress. Then you couldn't like brush it off. Like, no, I wouldn't. I just yeah, I think I'd do the mattress. Yeah, wake up with like a roach in your nostril. Yeah, God, that's, that's a tough one. Well, last listeners, what well, listeners, what do you think? <laughs> we, last time we had the one about uh, you know, would you rather go without eating or sleeping, and we couldn't choose which one we yeah because they were both awesome. This they both suck. I don't know. Yeah. What, ugh. Um, would you rather tell your best friend you don't like their current significant other or say nothing? Um. Why you bring this up? I'm just gonna say I don't like your current significant other. <laughs> you don't? No, I don't. Uh-huh. Okay. She's like uh, uh, an, an uh, what do you call it? The um, the waifu. You heard about that? No. That's what they call the um, the guys that have like uh, like online or fake like anime girlfriends. Uh huh. The waifu. 
Right. They have like a pillow, like a pillow that's like made to look like a little like a girlfriend. <laughs> so, all right. No, I would, I would rather, I would rather tell the person I don't like their signature. I mean, not like unsolicited, not be like, by the way, I don't like your girlfriend. I would, if they asked you, I'd rather say it than be like, no, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Unsolicited, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, or maybe ask some leading questions like, "How do you think about she? How's that working yeah, for you? How's she working for? You? What? <laughs> yeah, it's that's they, a tough one. They get in a fight and you go, "Does that sound normal to you?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. But no, not if it was just unsolicited. I I would rather just shut up. But if if they asked you, it was like, "Well, now that you mention it, uh, would you rather cook the meal or do the dishes?" Mm, I would rather. I would rather cook the meal I cook and do the dishes than just do the dishes that someone Somebody else cooks. Yeah, I'm not a really I'm not a very good cook, but and and I've got kind of a I'm kind of a neat freak. So so I, I, I need to clean and I need to do dishes, but I don't enjoy it. So I would definitely say I will cook because one of the parts I don't like about cooking is that it makes such a fucking mess and then I have to do the goddamn dishes afterwards. So if I didn't have to ever worry about dishes yeah, let me cook. You can do the dishes. See, years of working in restaurants, I sort of clean as I go. And that's something my wife and I, we don't argue about, but it's all, it always annoys me. So, like, she'll make scrambled eggs for herself in the morning, and she just takes the pan, just puts it in the sink. I'm like, it takes 30 seconds. Run hot water in it, wipe it out. That way all the stuff you left in there doesn't grab onto the, pa- the pan. you got to scrub it off. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty easy to clean up after. My wife's going to disagree. <laughs> All right. One more. Uh, would you rather be forgetful or stutter when you speak? I'm sorry. What was the first part? <laughs> I'd rather stutter. Oh, I'd rather be forgetful. Oh, being forgetful is frustrating as shit. It's frustrating, but if you stutter. I'm already kind of forgetful. How many people make fun of people who stutter? Or how, how, how many people do you annoy where they're like, let me finish your sentence for you. There's a, at the gym I used to work out at, there was this super nice guy that uh, I'd talked to and he had, he had a bad stuttering problem. And it was the, it was a thing where you could see he was trying to say something, but no noise would come out. So it wouldn't like. Yeah. He just, he just like. It was just like, you know, and I always felt so bad for him because you could tell that it made him uncomfortable. You and he knew it didn't bother me. I wasn't like, come on, out with it or whatever. But I just, I don't know. Well, if it's a short stutter, it's kind of, it's more tolerable because it's like everybody kind of every once in a while does that short stuttering anyway. Or, they, uh, 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 or you know, you, you do that. Or, so everybody's kind of used that. But if it's like you said, the very noticeable, overly long stutter where you're like, I know what you're trying to say. Just let me finish it for you. Yeah. And he, he would do the thing with his hands where he's like, you know, he's learned to be like, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. I heard uh, somebody recently said that Biden's got a stuttering problem. I never noticed it. Yeah, there's a lot of there's people that say that a lot of the singers like got into singing, got into singing because singing kind of helps with your stuttering. Yeah, so, Mel Tillis is one of those. I think if Biden stutters, his big fucking chiclet teeth he's got. These, you know, <laughs> guy looks like uh, after a while he looks like he could eat uh, corn through a knot hole. <laughs> big teeth like that. All right, so my two versions of stupid that are going on right now is this run on shit in the stores because of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we went to the store the other night, walked through the fro- frozen food section because we were going to get like some frozen vegetables and stuff. All of the frozen vegetables are gone. There's like one Jack's pizza in all of the cases there. Um, all of the non-breaded chicken, all gone. Okay, so you're going, all right, people are starting to panic. Well, but every chicken nuggets, chicken patties, panko crusted chicken, every chicken you can ever dream of with anything on it is there. Plenty what's, of it. What's your explanation for that? All, well, let me go even farther. All of the frozen dinners, you want some Leanne Chin frozen rice, you know, uh, healthy choice, all those, all of those are there. Oh, I think I, I think I have an explanation. What? Um, like the prepackaged stuff that has like the extra stuff to it costs more. And they're, they're looking ahead. They're going, well, I might be out of a job. 
I better save whatever money I have, so I'm buying the cheapest stuff I can get. Yeah, but the plain chicken doesn't cost any more than the breaded no, chicken. That's what I'm saying. The plain, you mean less than the breaded? Yeah, less. But I think you get less in like the, you know, what I'm talking about like the processed stuff. You get less bang for your buck. Yeah, but so why are all the? But that would be people being then? smart. Why are all I don't the pizzas that gone smart? Then? Frozen pizzas aren't. Yeah, that's true. So, and then before that, it was toilet paper, and then it was bottled water. But you will go down the, you go down the water section. All the bottled water's gone. All the sports drinks, sports drinks are there. And you know what else they had a shit ton of? Jugs of water. Pitchers and filter water filters. Ah. <laughs> Just buy one of those. Go home, run it through. Run your tap water through it. Yeah. Um, so the other day when we go, all the frozen chicken's gone. The next day we went back, all the frozen chicken stocked up. Mm -hmm. It's fine. And you ask the people at the store, you're like, how often do you get a truck? They go, every, they get, they go, we get four trucks a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Like, people, calm down. It's just there. And now it's, so recently I heard it was gas. Now people are making a run on gasoline. We're going up and filling up everything. There's going to be plenty of gas. We don't have a supply yeah, chain point. problem. If you're out on the highway at all, there's not that many cars. There's all trucks everywhere. There's trucks going down the interstate because all this stuff is still there. You know, we have we have months and months of food in this but country. But I was thinking about you got the situations in these liberal cities, big cities like New York and areas of California and Chicago where they've got the living situation that they want is people, low-income people and even people that have a decent income are stuck renting out efficiency apartments basically. The loft apartments, they call it. If you if you got money, it's a loft. If you don't, it's efficiency. And they don't have the room to stockpile anything. So they basically go from work or whatever, and they stop at a little convenience store. What do they call them? In bodegas. Bodegas. They stop at a little bodega on the way home, grab what they need to make that meal for that day, prepare the meal, eat the meal. You know, that's it. It's a great way to shop, actually. Um, but they... They see when a situation like this arises, they don't have a backup. They panic. They're like, well, now I got to start stockpiling because what? And, and they're kind of right because if seriously the supply chain like dis, is disrupted and the grocery stores don't get those supplies in a couple of days like they normally do, they will run out of food in like a day and a half. Yeah, but and I get that, except if you're serious at all about trying to survive something like that, don't live in a big city. No, that, I mean, that's what it's saying. They, they're kind of stuck in that situation as they are, you know, because let's, let's, let's say either one you're dependent on the government to begin with, so you're stuck in that situation, or you get the offer of a great job and, oh, this is prestigious and I just need to do this, but the only way to do it is to move to New York City and live in, in a, a loft apartment. And then you're stuck. You can't hoard food. You can't. I mean, there's certain things you can hold on to, but not much. You can't have a pantry full of shit. You can't have a, a um, what do you call it, a, a, a root cellar to put stuff in yeah. and jar food. You can't do it. So you got to live day to day. And uh, if you know that there's going to be disruption, you you're it's going to freak you out a little bit because you're going to be like, okay, if the grocery stores do go, do go empty and I have nothing in my apartment, what am I going to do? So I, I get the panic at that. But even if you stockpile all that stuff, say you do and it really gets shitty, what's going to happen? You're going to have a group of 20 people that go through every apartment building, kicking down doors and taking all their stuff. So yeah, that's it doesn't an, matter how much. And you that's have. another thing where they're in that city. Not only do they not stockpile food or have reserves, they don't have weapons to, to defend themselves. They rely on the government of, for everything. They got a shit ton of people there, too. Yeah. You know? So guess who's going to be the dominant? You know, the police department's not going to protect you at that point. When, when, and when there's actual legitimate, like, months-long breakdown, mm -hmm. you can't rely on the police. And guess who's going to be in charge? It's going to be the roaming mobs that, uh, you know, have young, fit people that can break in and kick the shit out of someone to take their shit or kill them, whatever. Um, and then people are going to go, well, you know, that woman, that elderly person or that woman with five kids the, that you wouldn't allow to have a weapon to protect themselves. You've just fucking sentenced them to, you know, death, basically. Yeah. Because it's not going to end well for those kids. Nope. Oof. Speaking of which, do you see what Philadelphia is doing now? That uh, bastion of civilization, Philadelphia, city, city of brotherly hatred, um, they booed the Pope and Santa Claus. <laughs> they uh, they have, it looks like they are, if they haven't done this, they're going to do it soon, or they've suggested doing it, suspending arrests for nonviolent crimes. Yep. Including car theft. Yeah. 
So if somebody jacks your car, doesn't beat you up and everything, and just point a gun at you, and they're not going to be arrested for that. Also, they're talking about letting nonviolent offenders out of prison early because they say they, you know, the crowded prisons are a hotbed of uh, transmission of virus. It's like that's the that's the choices you made, dude. Yeah, you got put in there. You, if you, if, you, if there's an outbreak there, and you know they'll do their best, but they can't guarantee that you're not going to get sick. Now the only pl- the only thing I'd say, geez, you know, I I feel okay about that is. I do think we got to start throwing people in or not throwing people in for nonviolent marijuana offenses. I mean, who, who cares? Right. You know? Right. So, um, so the other thing we talked about this Mara Gay, this reporter who, uh, she was in with Brian Williams on the, the stupid Bloomberg thing about he could have given everyone a million dollars. So did you hear what, how she misquoted Trump? Not, not like misquoted him, like cut out part of the quote. Like to make purposefully. Tried to, you know. yeah. So a couple days ago, Trump had a phone call with all of the governors, and this is what she said. She goes, Trump told governors they are on their own. Quote: Respirators, ventilators, all the equipment. Try getting it yourselves. Unquote. Trump told the governors during a conference call, uh, a recording of which was shared with the New York Times. So she's a reporter from the New York Times, and she's like, "Look at this," and it gets retweeted all over the place. You, you know, fuck you, people. We're not helping you. And Dan Bongino, a mm-hmm. uh, former Secret Service agent, now a, a contributor host. on Fox, goes, do you ever tell the truth? He goes, let us help you with the rest. This is the rest of the quote. We will be backing you, but try getting it yourselves. Point of sales, much better, much more direct if you can get it yourself. So in other words, he's going, go ahead and get it yourself if you can. Right? We'll help you. We'll, we'll figure it out later. But don't wait for the bureaucracy to do exactly. it for you. Exactly. He says it's too slow. And she just, she did this purposefully. Mm-hmm. How do people keep their jobs? Yeah. And, and they're, they're saying the, um, the bar for libel is really high for a good reason. Um, or that's libel, right? Not slander. I can't remember the two. Yeah. So, but, but they should, they should actually prosecute somebody for something like that. Or not, I guess not prosecute, but there should be a, a civil penalty. Like you should be able to sue a person and she get money lose out her of job. At the very least, lose your job. And, and also some restitution to the person that, and the person that you're trying to sl- uh, slander or, or, um, what's the other term? Libel. Yeah. So this is what Red State explains, uh, at the, on this link on this. Uh, this is red state. They're not quoting Trump. They're basically summarizing the entire quote that he said. Trump made similar points this afternoon during a White House uh, coronavirus task force press briefing, correctly noting there is less red tape at the local and state levels than at the federal levels. The point, get the supplies however you can, as soon as you can, and don't wait on us because the federal bureaucracy will slow the process. And it's... It's just stupid. They're they're looking for whatever they can do to make him look bad. You know, and and he's helped himself in that regard when he when they asked him what his uh what he thought his team's response was, you know, one through ten, he's like, Oh, ten. Like, Don, come on. Let's cut it out. You weren't a ten. You know? Seven and a half, eight and a half, maybe. You did some good things, you fucked up some other stuff. You know, but like you had said, he should just go, It's not important. Yeah. You know, what are we doing now? And that Anthony Fauci... Yeah, I like mean, the, and be Trump. Say, dumb question. Yeah. Next question. Uh, I think it's Anthony Fauci, the doctor who's like the head... He's that guy like this. Yeah. He tells, sounds like he's had 14 cigarettes. <laughs> he, uh, they asked him what he thought of... I mean, very prestigious guy, not a, not a partisan. Uh, asked him what he thought of you know, Trump's team. He's like, perfect. They're doing a great job. And then they said, yeah, but um, he doesn't... He doesn't talk to you guys. He doesn't take any advice. And Fauci gets on the news and goes, I talk to the guy every day. He keeps he telling me to everything we say. He keeps telling me whatever you need. Let's get it. Yeah. He goes, I talk to him five, six times a day. It's like Stephen King. Did you hear Stephen or see Stephen King's tweet about um, the no. president? He goes, um, he tweeted that um, uh, the response team for this, um, all old white men. Except for the black surgeon general. And the female. The two women. There's yep. a uh, there's an Indian female yep. doctor. I think yep. she's a doctor. Yep. The woman it, it, who's in disgusting. charge of the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting what these Trump derangement syndrome suffering fucking retards like Stephen King is a fucking idiot. He yeah. he has been for a long goddamn time. I used to read his shit. 
I was like into The Stand, which is like, you know, it's a great book. The uh, the stand was good, and then um, the Dark Tower stuff. I was into it because it was kind of cool. It was like before Marvel had their shared universe. Stephen King had Dark Tower stuff that was like across all of his books. Yeah, like Dark Tower was like what every book was kind of about, even though it wasn't. Like there, I thought that was kind of cool. And then I then he got, got hit the, by that van. Yeah, he got hit by a van, and his, he just became a fucking idiot. He wrote himself into his own book. Yeah, and, and it was just like nonsense. And I'm like, what am I goddamn reading? Well, and I read his book on writing, which I think is the first book he wrote after the van accident. And half the book was great about how to write and do all this stuff. And he was, he had some great advice in there about like, uh, you know, do this, don't do that. You know, here's how to get published. He even put in there, hey, if your stuff's any good, send it to me. And he put the link. Here's my email. Send it to me. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Um, and then he gives you all these rules for writing and goes, but you know what? Truth is, if you have, if you have talent. None of this shit matters. Yeah. He goes, if you can write, it doesn't matter what I say. And so that was great. But the other half of the book was him just bitching about stuff yeah. that had it had no interest yeah. for anybody other than him. And ever since then, his books have been shit. Yeah. Larry Korea's blog talks about some writing and he gives, um, uh, that's one of my favorite authors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he, he, when he goes to uh, conventions, he'll do panels on writing, like writing action scenes or writing dialogue, you know, because he's very good at it. Um, and he mostly says, hey, take all this with a grain of salt because there are no really r- real rules. If people like your stuff and read it, throw the rules out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. People enjoy it. That's all that matters. If they're paid, if you're getting paid, that's all that matters. That means you're doing a good job. Well, I think Stephen King even says in the book, Gone with the Wind is one of the best books ever written in his mind. And he goes, some of the sentences change tense in the middle of the sentence. But it's a great book, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm over fucking Stephen King. I'm just, shut up. And he looks so goofy. Do you understand how weird you look? It doesn't help your case. I know. Just, But people aren't willing to give the other side any room whatsoever, you know? And when you point out, I was having a argument with someone very close to me who said, uh, yeah, well, I was talking with this friend of mine who's in the medical profession and goes, yeah, it's pretty obvious Trump's been a, you know, bungled this whole thing and been a boob through the whole deal. And I said, how? Oh, just the response. And I said, oh, the part where, you know, the I, all the numbers I gave about the swine flu before, how about they didn't do anything until a thousand people were dead? And that person goes, I don't even remember that. Like, that was 11 years ago. You know? Mm. And Obama didn't do shit until a thousand people were dead. And then the news was all like, oh, this, this is a decisive president. He made, you know, he made decisions. It would have been president. a million if he wouldn't have done that when he did it. Exactly. So. I'm just – I'm so tired of the partisan stuff. Can we just – how about Margay? How about you just re- report the news? How about that? You know, but they hear – it's like Jim Acosta. I just want to punch him in his punchable face, you know, and you can't – he cannot get past his own feelings about Trump to just report stuff, um, you know, neutrally. I understand everybody's got a bias, you know, but – it shouldn't be so blatant. It shouldn't it like color Don all Lemon. of your reporting. Oh, God. Uh, who did he have on? Uh, a Republican, an anti-Trumper Republican he had on shortly after this all blew up. can't remember the name of the guy. Damn it. Uh, Kasich. John mm. Kasich. So he had John Kasich on. And he basically thought, expected that he was going to have, uh, you know, Trump derangement syndrome guy on just like he is. And they, they commiserated on how bad Trump is and orange man bad. And Kasich said... No, he's doing a great job. I, I mean, he might have, um, he might have uh, misspoke, or he might have not elaborated on something. But then they came back later and elaborated on it and cleared things up for people. Did a great job. Don Lemon started yelling at him, saying, "We didn't bring you on here to to be a, a puppet for the whatever the Trump administration." That like just did he really say that? Uh, n- not specific. I, I'm not. Don't take me as a right. quote for quote. But that's basically what he's saying. We didn't bring you on here to do this, and he was screaming at Kasich, and Kasich wasn't having. It. He's like, what? He's like, no, I'm going to tell you how I feel. This is the truth. This is how I feel about it. He's like, oh, I mean, basically cut him off. It's like, that's what, you know, oh, Don Lemon's in one of the that. fucking worst, Don oh, yeah. Lemon. Well, you know, the difference is you hear all these reports about how Fox News is less accurate than other news channels. Well, Fox News is half of their shows are opinion yeah, shows. Yeah, and they, they'll, they'll compare Lemon, Lemon to Hannity. And you're like, yeah, Hannity admits full on right off the bat. I am opinion. I have an opinion and, uh, and I'm partisan and all that. Lemon tries to pretend he's a newsman. Well, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, 
and Laura Ingram, they will tell you right from the jump yeah. that they are their opinion shows. They report news, but they're opinion mm-hmm. shows. Don Lemon is an opinion show masquerading as a news show. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's he gets you know guests on there that all agree yeah, with him. And he has a really little circle jerk. Disgusting and, dude. Yeah. I yeah. I Cuomo, another disgusting dude. I think. Oh yeah. I did, Cuomo couldn't. What did he say the other day? He couldn't. Oh, he couldn't. Uh, the racism, probably, about calling it the Wuhan virus. That was one no, of them. No, well, yeah, I'll get back to Well, that's Chris Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about Governor Cuomo. Oh, the governor. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm just talking about Chris. He was, yeah. he was at some big table talking about the federal response needs to be better. And they're like, what about this? And they're like, ah, the federal government did that well and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, but, you know, Trump can't get his ego out of the way. And somebody who was commenting on it, you know, not there, but just goes, why did, why did you have to do that? Why do you have yeah. to say that? Did you hear when they asked Fredo uh, Cuomo, um, you know, you're telling people that businesses need to close and to limit your exposure and do the social distancing, but did you go to the gym this morning? Yeah. And he goes, well, yes, but, you know, I have to stay healthy in order to make decisions for people. He said that? Yeah. Fucking idiot. God. Well, the the Wuhan thing you you, um, mentioned, so Acosta and Cuomo were going after Trump about calling it the Wuhan virus. And Cuomo goes, it's real interesting that he kept making that distinction because he has to point out it's a foreign virus and it didn't come from here because of his xenophobia. And then immediately people started tweeting like seven or eight instances where of, he called it of a cost that called it the Wuhan virus. Yeah. The Wuhan coronavirus is what he was calling it. Yeah, Because yeah. that's where it's fucking from. Yeah. So I, ugh, again, right in his punchable face. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what would you have done if uh, Fredo would have gotten in your face like that? Uh, Pobo handout. Yeah. Surprise uppercut. Uh, I'm going to go back to, you're talking about how they were, um, going to not prosecute, um, low level offenses and let, what you're talking about. I don't know if that's, well, San San Francisco just even, I think it was just two weeks ago where they said they were going to stop, um, even responding. Police weren't going to respond to, um, anything that was a theft of $900 or less. Yeah. And then immediately after that happened, all the criminals and all the people that know better or, or were clued into it figured it out. And so they just went and made a run out of these stores. There was like a store, they have a video. Um, yeah, we talked about that video. These women coming in and taking, you know, $900, $800 Clearing, worth yeah. of, uh, worth of, uh, nail polish yeah, and, and, all and, that stuff. and bold and not caring because they know the police aren't going to get involved. Yeah, but they, like I said before, they ran outside and slipped on some poop. Fell down. Awesome. <laughs> so, oh All well, right. we can keep bitching about this. It's there's going to be more to talk about, I'm sure, by the time we get together to do the next show. So, yeah, I'm sure there will. Uh, we so. usually record two of these in one sitting, but uh, the way things are going, yeah, it's just can't. we can't anymore. We got to we got to do it every week for a while here, yeah. and then we'll actually get back and have that live studio audience to kind of commemorate our hundredth episode. It'll yeah, probably, probably be like one hundred six, exactly one ten. But we'll do it anyway. If you want to get in contact with us in the meantime, it's email. It's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast dot com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast dot com. And while you're shut in, go back and listen to the old episodes. You can find them on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We post them on Facebook. But uh, throw us a rating if you can, too. See you, bye.